0: It's not as if she were a a maniac, a raving thing. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes, haven't you? Did you know I'm not insane? Not Don't blame we It's Heather and this is Wednesday Wine and Horror. And I really hope that y'all came prepared for this episode. Um, it's gonna be an overnight one, and no, wait a minute, I don't mean overnight with me, and no one's coming to party at my house. No, thank you. Okay, sorry, but I do want you to listen because you're gonna hear me discuss and laugh my ass off at Slumber Party Massacre Part 2. So I hope you have your comfiest PJs on. Grab your drink because it's time to wine. Okay, we're ready to start this shit show. Like I always call it, my shit show. But before we get into the movie review, I do want to introduce the wine that I'm going to be having for this episode. Okay, because of the movie that I chose, I decided to go with something very trashy. Not much class, okay? Let's, let's be honest. So, I am drinking a... Red Moscato. It is by Sutter Home. Which the whole bottle of wine literally cost me $2.98. Jesus take the fucking wheel. Help me God. Seriously. I need Christ the Lord Savior in this episode with me. Because upon drinking some of this. Which I've already had a little taste before I started. It is like fucking drinking Kool-Aid. But, like, with some alcohol in it, and it's a little bubbly. So, that's not bad. I like the bubbles. But, so far, you guys, other than the fact that it has 10% alcohol by volume, uh, it's very trashy. This reminds me, this wine kind of gives me those vibes of when we were teenagers, and you would want to drink alcohol, but you weren't fucking cool enough. So, you basically just got something like Mike's Hard Lemonade or... Uh, something like Boone's Farm wine, which is like fucking horrible. One of my most horrible experiences with alcohol was, uh, I think it was Mad Dog 2020. Oh my god, don't get me fucking started. Barf! If I even see the bottle, I'll throw up. But anyway, enough about that. I'm gonna push through. I'm gonna drink my three dollar wine, and we're gonna get into this movie review. So at the very beginning, we have like this really cheesy, stupid music that plays. It's just your typical kind of 80s, silly, you know, just music. No words, just music. And you see a woman that's lying in the bed, and there are different shots of her as she's lying there, kind of showing her from like head to toe. Well, it's Crystal Bernard. Y'all know from Wings. I know y'all seen that show. I ain't watch it, but it don't matter because that's like the only thing I knew that she was in. (laughs) So I try to throw in some fun facts along the way. Anyway, uh, she is appearing, you know, as she's in bed. It looks like she's kind of having like this sexy dream. She's uh, dreaming about this shirtless stallion. It's like this guy has no shirt on. He's like throwing a football. And as she's laying in bed, she's smiling and she looks really fucking happy. Okay, like, hello, wet dream much? But, of course, shit turns dark extremely fast. Okay, she's having these flashbacks of a, a massacre that took place earlier on. So let me let me just say something. So this is Slumber Party Massacre two. Now there is a Slumber Party Massacre one, and it's supposed to try to tie into this one. Um, but as we get further into the review and the discussion of this film, uh, the, no, it doesn't. It's about as cheap as this fucking $3 bottle of wine. But anyway, you know, she does have these flashbacks. There was a, you know, if you've seen the first part, you know that there was a fucking driller killer, right? Guys killing these fucking hoes. But anyway, she's awake and there you go. She's fine. She was just having a bad dream and now she's awake. She's having breakfast with her mom. And you sort of find out that her sister Valerie was an actual survivor of these attacks. But now she's in like this psychiatric hospital. And, um, even though Courtney survived and, you know, she's having these bad dreams, she does appear to be fine. You think, okay, well, she's pretty strong because according to the storyline, she would have been, I don't know, like a preteen, maybe 12, 13. I'm not really a hundred percent sure. I really, I actually don't care either. Um, I just know that she was, like, supposed to maybe been, like, the neighbor or something. Y'all, I don't know. But, anyway, she's fine. She seems to be totally functional. Like, she's doing her thing. Well, she's off to school now, and she's being picked up by her girlfriend. And they're chit-chatting, you know, about stuff. Like, I guess, like, weekend plans. And, y'all, <laughs> we get our really, our, I say really, we get our real first fucking cheese fest moment. So, the song comes on the radio. Courtney, who who is, that's her name, Courtney, one of the main characters. She turns it up and she's like, I love this song. The name of the song is Tokyo Convertible. Y'all, again, I cannot with the song. Look the shit up, okay? I don't know who sings it. It's kind of a bop, not going to lie. But it's super cheesy. It has it goes something like I want to be your Tokyo convertible. I want to have fun with you. And I'm just like, what the fuck is a Tokyo convertible? And why do you want to have fun with me? I don't like convertibles because I don't want my hair to get messed up. Anyway, again, get on YouTube, look up fucking Tokyo convertible slumber party masker 2 song. And, you know, it's really fucking cheesy, but it's a slight bop, so there you go. Well, anyway, as they're cruising down the road, they're at a stop sign or at a red light, and Dream Boy, the guy who she was dreaming about, he pulls up beside the car, and he asks Courtney if she is doing anything after school. Well, no, she's not. Obviously, you just asked her, so, like, (laughs) all her plans are canceled, right? But... She does uh, go ahead and invite him over to watch them practice because her and her friends are in this, like, girl band, and I cannot. I, I'm fixing to take a, a wine break already because their band is... Hold on, you guys. I just cannot. Hmm. <laughs> 16-year-old Heather just came out. Uh, y'all, I don't know. I'm having a hard time, like, I'm trying to swallow, and it's just, like, so disgusting. Well, anyways, like I said, these girls are in a rock band, and he, she's invited him to come over and watch them do their practice. Well, we get to the them practicing, and I am dying slowly inside, because I know that these bitches are not playing these instruments. Uh, my husband plays bass. He is a musician. I have heard him play bass he also plays guitar and can do other things uh yeah no these bitches were not playing obviously it's very comical it'll make you laugh you're just like what the fuck is happening well as they're practicing yeah hunk boy decides to pull up and he starts giving the gals a listen and he's like bobbing his head like he's super fucking impressed like fuck yeah this is like pussycat dolls but like rock version right he's so excited and again, after that part, we go back to this kind of stupid, corny music that's playing in the background and we find out that her crush's name is Matt. Um he decides to ask Courtney out, uh but Courtney decides to ask him to go to this condo that one of the girls' uh, parents has. So, when her and her friend were discussing in the car prior to this scene, it was because one of the other girls, uh, their parents have this condo and it was like, oh, we're going to spend the weekend there and get rowdy and do the slumber party shit. I don't know. Well, anyway, Courtney ends up asking Matt if he would like to join. And he was like, yeah, like, hello. And then he goes in and he gives her a, gives her a kiss. Okay. Gives her a kiss. Whatever. Courtney is like, you can tell she's on fucking cloud nine at this point. And the other girls, because they're kind of watching from afar in the garage, they seem really excited too. They're like, hell yeah, Courtney, get you some of that sexy man. But I'm not going to lie. I was going to say, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to lie and be honest. Um, Matt was kind of a dorko. I didn't really think it was that cute. But anyways, that's just me. But also, if you heard, you know, Crystal Bernard, anybody that's watched Wings. So, I'm listening to her accent, and I know, y'all know I got an accent. Like, I get it. I'm fucking Louisiana. Like, I get it. I died and screamed, and I think almost bit my fingernails off because I was laughing so hard at the fact that, like, she's like, Hey, you want to go to the call day? Like, her accent is ridiculous and does not fit in with the rest of the girls. Like, it's, where did we get this one from, huh? Joe Bob Hill? Like, I don't know where we found Courtney. Anyway... I'll stop ranting about that. So, Courtney and her mother are now having dinner. It's just Courtney and it's just her mom now because, of course, the sister, Valerie, is she's gone. Like, she's in the loony bin. Sorry. And she's kind of working up the nerve. You can tell that she's, like, a little bit afraid to ask her mom if she can go to the condo with her friends for the weekend. But... When she does have the balls to ask her, her mom is, like, totally cock-blocking her by saying, no, you know, like, I have plans for us to go see your sister. Well, she doesn't want to do that, mom. Like, we find out it's Courtney's birthday weekend. She doesn't want to go to an, an insane asylum. And, like, I get it. It's her sister. Like, love you. But that's not her journey. Her journey is to get to the condo so she can hang out with Matt and her girlfriend's and they can play some more bitching fucking i don't even know bitching ass music <laughs> rock and roll bitches but anyway she does kind of like wear her mom down because i think she was kind of letting her know like hey i'm gonna be okay i i want to see my sister but like we can go see her another time well her mom does decide to let her go so yay Ta-da! yay get to go well courtney is now in bed and she's talking to uh, Mr. Matt on the phone and mom is like of course again I say she caught blocking because I just think she knew but anyway she's like it's time to get off the phone they get off the phone and again Courtney starts to have these weird flashback scenes where you you do see pieces I guess like pieces of the horror that happened in the massacre earlier on and she also gets these like weird shots of her friends and it's just like all a hot mess. I don't really know if you call it a hallucination or I don't know what you call it. It's not like she was dreaming. It was almost like she was, this shit was really happening. So maybe a hallucination. I don't know. Anyways, well, she's obviously having sleeping issues and she puts her headphones on and she's falls asleep but of course she has this fucking nightmare and she's talking to her sister valerie in her dreams like you can see that she sees her and valerie is like in this hospital room you can tell it must be the insane asylum and while valerie is in that corner you know she's telling courtney don't go all the way uh we know that sex kills in horror films of course sex can kill you outside of a horror film I'm just saying but um again she's having these visions and it's like freaking Courtney out and there is someone that is like behind Valerie and you see it's the driller killer (laughs) you guys I'm sorry okay the Driller Killer. I wish you guys could see me. I should have fucking did a video for this podcast. Because I am like trying my best to keep my shit together. But anyway. He is in the room with Valerie. And he says rock and roll never dies. <laughs> like, but does it? I don't know. So how can I describe our killer? Our Driller Killer. Alright so you saw the first one. It Well for you... For you guys that have seen the first Slumber Party Massacre, you know, it's just like this older guy. He's wearing like this denim get out, you know, get up, excuse me, not get out. (laughs) You might want to get out after you watch this movie. But anyway, he's like wearing all this denim, but like in this one, so our driller killer is has all this fucking leather on. He's like that scene uh, with Ross and friends, you know, where he's putting the baby powder on and he can't get his leather pants up or can't take them back down. I'm dying it's just so over the top it's so fucking cheesy and he has the guitar which of course has a drill bit like on the end of it so that's like his music I mean his music kills I guess and rock and roll never dies that's what he said (laughs) anyways again I'll need to shut up on my tangents so now it's time for the girls to take the road trip um the rest of the friends, they come and pick up Courtney and then, you know, they're headed to these condos. And the girls are all super excited. I mean, they're fucking excited as tits about, you know, being parent-free for the weekend. And apparently, the other girls didn't know about Valerie being in an institution. I think her main friend, who who she spends a lot more time talking to, her name is Amy. I think I tell you that later on, or I always tell you their names at some point. But anyway... I think she knows but the rest of the girls might not really get an inkling that hey you know her sister's in an insane asylum and here we go again okay fucking again we have Courtney having these weird hallucinations they're just going down the road and she's seeing the driller killer like she's seeing flashes of him and just all this macabre stuff like all these like weird things are happening I'm gonna take a break My head hurt already. Y'all know I love y'all for me doing this movie. Now, I say that. I'm going to act like I don't like it. This ain't my favorite movie. But, if you look at it in a fun, goofy way, you're like, yes, this movie is, I'm telling you, it's just trash. It's just a goofy fucking watch. It's not cinematic quality by any means. All right. (laughs) well I'm not even sure what's happening with that wine I feel like it's gonna make me go into a diabetic coma of how sweet it actually is and I don't enjoy sweet wine anyway back to this fucking movie the girls finally get to the condo and it's partly empty like once they get to the actual condo they see that it's partly empty because the condo has not been fully unpacked yet by the friend's parents like it's just kind of boxes and a few couches it's just they're not moved in yet well Courtney goes upstairs you know to find her room and I guess we can say jump scare because there's like this blow-up doll that's left in the bed covers over it kind of pops up and she's kind of like you know scares the shit out of her it's a blow-up doll and Sheila now Sheila is one of the other friends we'll talk more about Sheila very soon Sheila is the one that's that's her parents condo and she starts laughing and she's like oh my god my brother should have you know he probably left that in the bed and she said something about them being perverts <laughs> like what you and your brother are perverts like oh dear god I hope not together uh, we're not I don't need banjos playing in the background but seriously that's what she told uh Courtney well now the girls are all downstairs. They're having your typical slumber party snacks. That's what I want to call it. Or you could call it a feast of garbage. Because they have cheese in the can. They're eating corn dogs. I don't really know where the corn dog came in. But Courtney makes a comment about the corn dog. <laughs> and I'm screaming. Because she's like, this corn dog is so good. And it's like, it's bit of calm down now. Calm down. It's just a corn dog, okay? But again... You know, cheese in a can. It looks like they have some other little snackies. And they have some champagne. Uh, Sheila ends up opening up a bottle of champagne. I'm like, man, that's some fucking fine-ass dining right there, right? Because you have, like, champagne with your cheese in a can and your dogs. Like, get out of here. Anyways. But um, there's this music. As they're eating and drinking, there's this music video that comes on. And Sheila... It's like losing her shit. Just like her fucking jam. She's like, I love this song. Well, (laughs) I swear I cannot stop laughing. I'm so sorry. But seriously, soon as she gets up, the girls just start dancing. And I legit wish I could show you their moves. Like, my God, what is happening? You have to watch this movie for... For many different parts, but there are certain parts in particular, like this scene, that you guys are going to, like, lose your shit over. And if I know you, like I think I do, you will find the humor in this. But anyways, so as they're doing this fucking whack-ass dancing, um, you have some guys that pull up in a car and uh, I guess obviously they're there to, you know, visit and hang out with them. But then it goes back to Sheila and she's like <laughs> dry humping this pole. It's like I, she really is a pervert I guess. <laughs> like I don't know what what the fuck's happening. And of course you know we get this a whole stereotypical scene where the guys are kind of peeping in on them. They're outside. They're watching. Sheila takes off her bra, and her little itty bitty titties pop out. And okay I ain't trying to. You know, I'm part of the itty-bitty-titty committee, too, so I get it. But it's still really hilarious. And then they have this fucking pillow fight that breaks out. Of course. Let's put every stereotype and every cliche we can. Well, one of the guys that is watching outside, he's like, you know, oh, this is heaven. It's like, uh, no, not for me, sir, because for the love of God... This would be complete hell for me with all those feathers and that fucking mess. Because they even get into like a little champagne fight. <laughs> I cannot. I, I'm too clean. Can't do it. Well, fun is over for now because they hear a sound. And Sheila, of course, decides to go investigate it. And she's holding the basically empty champagne bottle in her hand. And do I say... Jump scene, huh, eh, not really. I mean, it didn't make me jump, but you know. It's just TJ and Jeff. Those are the two fellows that were outside the window peeping in on them. So, no kill scene, not really a jump scene. Well, you get to hear, because obviously TJ, well, TJ is one of the love interests, and it's Sheila, that's her man. Well, you get to hear Sheila's full vocal range As TJ is basically plowing her right into the 90s. Ugh. It's so cringy. Like, I don't care if you have sex. That's your business. But, like, Jesus Christ. What kind of sex are you having that it literally makes you sound like that? Like, are you in pain? Are you dying? I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, gross. And, um, you see that Courtney and Sally. Sally is another one of the friends. They're sharing a room and, obviously, the sound is keeping Courtney up. Like, you know, it's fucking bothering her. Well, she does fall asleep. She kind of has this dream. And the thing that makes no sense, though, is, like, she's... I swear to God, it seems like she's awake, but then she's fucking not. Well, Matt just appears to be in the bed right beside her. Because, at first, it's Sally. You know, Sally is... They're sharing a bed or whatever together. Well, then a Matt appears, her dream man, to be in the bed beside her, and they begin to kiss, but no, it's hallucinations, dude. It's fucking Driller Killer, okay? And again, it's fucked up. It's like, I don't understand. At this whole point, all you're seeing is a bunch of like hallucinations, so none of it really makes any sense, and you're not really sure where the fuck the story's going. Well, as she's having this hallucination... The Driller Killer is telling her that he's tired of Valerie and he wants to go all the way with her. Um, no, he, she doesn't. Um, no. But at this point, you do see that Courtney is just not okay. She's not. She starts talking with Amy and telling her that she's having these dreams and that she could feel him and that it's real. Like, Amy's thinking, oh, my God, no, you just drank too much champagne. You're just hungover. Well, I ain't never been that hungover. Thank you. Well, by this time, and I didn't add this in, but by this time, it's the next morning. So, of course, Courtney is just like, what the fuck's going on? And um, they're at this, they're at the pool, and TJ is annoying me, y'all. I'm going to tell y'all something about him, too. Fuck him. I don't care if he's a pervert. I don't care about nothing. He ugly. He looked like Butthead from Beavis and Butthead. Like, I ain't even playing. He is not cute, and he's annoying. Well, he tries to tell Courtney, um, you know, like, I can fix your head because she keeps saying her head hurts, and TJ is like, oh, I can fix it. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Well, he start, he gets behind her, and he starts kind of rubbing her head and her temples. Well, he's saying some stupid shit, and everybody else is like, okay, that's enough. Like, you're being too rough with her. Obviously, he's go- taking it too far. Well, he grabs her from behind and then he sort of, like, knocks her into the pool. Like, are you fucking retarded? I don't usually use that word. But, like, literally, he's fucking stupid. Let's just say that. I don't usually use that other word. But, my God, this dude is ridiculous. But, anyway, so now she's under the water, And, again, she keeps having these fucking hallucinations. Jeff, the other friend, um... TJ's friend he jumps in and he gets her out of the pool she is okay y'all she fine TJ sucks we know that and so after that you know she just needs to rest and she's resting on the couch and Sally comes down to check on her and kind of like are you okay whatever and she starts complaining to Courtney about having this huge pimple and it's like I don't see anything on your fucking face Sally is another one that she needs to go on I cannot with her voice it it was so bad but anyway uh Sally ends up telling Courtney look just come down to the pool again and have lunch because at this time I guess maybe she rested now it's lunchtime well the gang is all eating and Sheila is reading this like really dirty book um something I think the name of it was something like wet and wild or something I don't even know it's so stupid okay and again she's basically a pervert well, Courtney is listening to her. Everybody's kind of eating lunch. Well, she's picking up this sandwich, and she goes, she gets ready to take a bite, and it's fucking, it's not a ham sandwich, you guys. It's a hand sandwich because there's a fucking severed hand in between the two pieces of bread. Of course, she freaks out, throwing the sandwich, and it's like, okay, well, Amy, you know, Amy and Jeff are sitting there, and they're like, are you Okay. And I think he even makes the comment about, oh, that's too much ketchup. Because, like, she's picking the sandwich up, dude. It's fucking like it's on its period. Like, what the fuck is happening? Anyway, Amy offers her a chicken sandwich instead. And as she gets the sandwich, it's like you hear this kind of laughing sound. And it's like the driller killer again. It's like she kind of sees him off into the, in her vision. Bro, I don't know. I'm taking another breath. I don't fucking know anymore. I feel like I'm just going to start screaming at any moment. But, you know, I might bitch and say other stuff about this and make it sound like this is the most horrible movie. It's not the most horrible movie. It's just extremely fucking cheesy. Okay? I'm going to take another drink. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this wine. I'm going to be like Courtney and start having hallucinations of shit after drinking this. All right, onward we go, okay? Well, they have the next scene. And at this point, they're all hanging out, I guess, like in the living room. And there's this killer band that's playing for the guys. I'm just joking. It's their fucking... Their pussycat dolls or Josie and the Pussycats, whatever the fuck you want to call them. They're playing for the guys. I can't really tell what's happening, again. uh, Because these bitches are clearly not playing any instruments or singing. And it's just, like, if you really pay attention to things like I do, you're going to call people on their bullshit really fast. Well, there's, like, some stupid shit going on while the band scene is playing, and Courtney has this picture of Matt. Now, Courtney is not in there hanging out with them. Courtney's, like, just back on the couch again sitting there, and she has, like, this Polaroid of Matt. And she's, like, you can tell that she's talking to it. She's mouthing to it. And she kisses it. Like, what? What? Y'all, I thought, y'all don't even know each other hardly. Damn, people be falling in love in the 80s, like, real fast. Like, it's just one look is all it took, right? I'm just saying. But anyways, um, TJ is basically trying to seduce Sheila with, because we go to the next scene, TJ is trying to seduce Sheila with reading that wet and wild book. He has it. Um, he's reading different passages out of it, and it's like, oh, <laughs> It doesn't take much because she's an actual pervert. She kind of like licks her lips at him, and it's like, hmm. It's like, okay, that's all it took. Like, read one line out of this fucking book, and she's ready. Well, Courtney is now walking into the kitchen. I don't know for what. She opens the fridge only to get attacked by this raw chicken. Yes, you heard that right. So she opens the refrigerator door. And it's like this chicken like jumps out at her, but it like she's holding on to it for a second. It's like this gross black blood stuff comes out of it, and then you find out like she drops it on the floor. well, you find out these I mean it was just literally a raw chicken in the packaging in a glass container, but she saw something else again because she's hallucinating. Well, Amy and Jeff walk in, she lets them know that she's feeling super nervous and weird like uh, obviously. All Amy does is suggest that Courtney take a hot bath to, you know, relax. Maybe that's all it is. <sighs> I'm just glad that chicken didn't kill her, y'all. I was I was worried about I was worried for a second I was. Well, Courtney's going to go ahead and take Amy's offer up, go take a bath. Well, we get to hear Sally, who had the pimple or claims to have the pimple. Um, we get to hear her hear her other music abilities as she is now sitting on the couch seeing a song that she's trying to write titled What I Want Most Is a Pie in the Sky. Um I don't even know if I need to say anything else. Um I don't have a lot of words for her performance. The song is really stupid. I know I say stupid a lot. It's fucking asinine. The song is ridiculous. Again, go watch the fucking movie and watch this scene and you will be screaming internally and externally I promise anyway Courtney is now in the bathtub and of course she's being harassed by these hallucinations she can't get any fucking rest right she sees all this blood come out of the faucet and it starts to fill the tub because at first she's just in the tub like with bubbles but now it's like oh shit all this blood's like you know it's overflowing it overflows onto the carpet. Well, she gets out of the tub, throws her robe on, and she runs downstairs to get Sally. And then guess what? Well, Sally's not there. Or no, Sally is there. I'm so sorry. Sally is there. She goes and gets her. And then when they go back to the bathroom, it's like she literally just had overdrawn the bath. It wasn't any blood. You know, there wasn't any blood. It was literally just the water. Well, Sally asks her if she's on drugs, and it's like Courtney's like, No, I mean, I think she wish she was. And Courtney turns to look at Sally's face because Sally, again, is complaining about having these fucking pimples. While well, she turns and looks at Sally's face, you see that what Courtney is seeing is that it has turned into this gigantic pimple monster, like, it's disgusting. Um, it's just like this pus green shit flies out of her face. And it's like, okay, you did have, that's a big pimple. You, you can't go to the dermatologist for that shit. Well, Courtney runs downstairs and right into Matt's arms because she thinks that Sally is dead. Okay. She, n- no, she thinks that she's dead. She's not. Anyway, so now the guys are in the bathroom cause they go and check on it. And TJ is complaining because he's a fucking uh, ass munch. He is. He's complaining about how Courtney is like ruining his weekend. That she needs to just go get some help. And they are trying to console Courtney. But they do notice that like where the fuck is Sally at right? Because they're kind of sort of thinking like is Courtney losing her mind? Or is there maybe like a psychotic killer on the loose? They can't find Sally. Nobody knows where she is. And Matt tells Courtney to go rest because he's going to call the cops, right? It's like, he's going to call. We're going to take care of it. Well, as he's telling her this, you hear the trash compactor, uh, and it sounds like bones are crunching. So, of course, Courtney faints, and because I think that they assume, like, oh, my God, that might be fucking Sally's body in there. I don't know. Well, the cops are at the condo. The cops come, and they're kind of trying to make sense of what's going on. It's like they're going over everything with them. Nothing's making sense. They are like, you can tell they're already fucking over this motherfucking shit, okay? They are. Well, guess who fucking pops in? Fucking Sally, okay? She's fine. She just went down to the store to get her some more pimple cream or some Noxema or some whatever the fuck you use. But she ran into this like really hot guy and she just decided like hang out with him. Like, duh. <laughs> Wouldn't you? And. As everybody's kind of like, they're, I think they're relieved, but at the same time, they're super pissed off. Sally asked the cop if she is in trouble. um, And he's like, no, but you did just waste $200 of taxpayers' money and gave your friends a scare. But you didn't do anything wrong. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with these cops? $200 of taxpayers' money? Like, how do you know that? Did you go to math college? Or tax college? Ugh stupid I don't think he knew anything and his hair was dumb too he had like a curly mullet get your ass on anyway so that cop I don't remember his name and I should have looked it up but I don't care so that cop is telling the other older officer he's like come on Kruger they're holding her booth at Denny's <laughs> i like Kruger fucking Denny's dude Denny sucks dick I don't like it. it's, it's so gross but anyway, so the rest of the gang decides that they are hungry. After all this shit's gone on, they're like, "Look, we want—we're getting hungry. We want to go eat." Well, Courtney and Matt stay at the condo because she really doesn't need to be going out in public because she's a little unstable right now. Well, they leave. The other group, the rest of the group leaves to go get their food. And you see the next shot that Courtney's in in this room, in her room or whatever. And Matt walks in and he has a surprise for Courtney. It's a birthday cake because, you know, it's her birthday. They kind of share this like sweet little moment, you know, but she does kind of start to break down. She starts to cry because I think she's just like really stressed out. Well, she's being consoled by Matt and... We find out that he actually knew what happened to Courtney and Valerie when they were kids. And she was like, oh my God, do you know? It's like, well, he just fucking told you. (laughs) Get a newspaper. Yes, he knew. Watch the news. He knew. So, that's all going on upstairs. Well, the rest of the gang, they get back from going out to eat. And they decide to to have a jam session. All while Courtney is like upstairs. She's like making out with her man. It's like, mmm. Love that journey for you, but Matt is kind of slowly seducing her, and she says to him that she's never gone all the way, and we get to her first kill seed. Here we go. Driller killer comes in. Did I say that right? Driller killer <laughs> comes in, and he drills the boyfriend, Matt, right through the chest. So, he's fucking real, bruh. Like, she having these hallucinations, but uh, he is real well of course courtney's like what the fuck and she comes down the stairs and she kind of falls at the end of the stairs because she's stupid and that's what all bitches do they be falling all the time and here comes driller killer like he's like right behind her well he kind of starts to attack everyone and it's chaos it's fucking chaos it's just like a bunch of shit going on running around Falling down. Somebody got nicked. Somebody got drilled. I don't even know at this point. Well, we get to our next kill scene. Um, Sally. Unfortunately, she gets it next. She goes to the telephone. I think that's what she was trying to do—is answer, like, call. And the driller killer gets her from the other side of the wall, and she's disconnected, just like that phone. Sorry. Bye. Well, TJ and Sheila are running outside trying to get help. Because TJ was in the in the midst in amidst of all of this fucking chaos. He does get, like, his legs sliced open or something. So, Sheila and TJ are like, they out. They done ran outside. They're trying to go to other neighbors' houses so that they can actually be like, you know, we need to get some help. What the fuck's going on? Okay. I don't know. He couldn't walk that well and she had to carry him. And I'm drinking now because I just, I don't even know anymore. Oh, my wine cup, and I'll have to post it later to show you guys. It says boozing, but it has, you know, ghostesses on it. It's so cute. I love it. It was $2. Thank you. Anyway, it's my little wine tumbler. Anyway, so at this point, now all of them, minus, you know, poor Matt and Sally that are dead, DED, they're all outside trying to escape. And Jeff realizes that the keys are inside the condo. So, of course, it's like we can't drive the fucking car without the keys. So, he has to go back in. Well, Courtney is worried about TJ and Sheila because they are... To, you know, they ran off separate. But, y'all, he kind of dumb. Jeff had good intentions. He was the only character that I think I didn't hate as far as, like, their personality. Um, Everybody else was just, like, over the top. Well, Jeff, like, ensured Courtney that... <laughs> TJ and Sheila are, like, millions of miles away by now. Like, did they, okay, did they time warp? Did they teleport? Don't be, don't be lying to her. You know they asked just right down the road. They ain't no million miles away. Anyway, of course, they find Sally dead because they all go back into the house to get the keys. And they're trying to make a run for it. You know, once they get the keys, it's like they're trying to make a run for it out of the house. Well, Jeff, Amy, and Courtney are in the car. They get it started. It does give them some trouble starting at first, but off they go. But, you guys, it don't last long. They don't get far because next kill scene, Jeff gets buzzed, and Amy and Courtney take off and go right back into the house. So, he gets the drill. You know, this, I guess, really only one way you can kill somebody with the drill, and it's just, like, go through their body. It's not that creative, right? So, um, like I said, Amy and Courtney, they, they get get out of the car. They go right back into the house. Stupid. But they do. And TJ and Sheila think they have found some hope. Because they finally find a house with lights on. Sheila is knocking on the door. But. No. She sees Driller Killer and kill scene for TJ. TJ. That's what I call him. Bye. We don't get really. I really didn't care. You were annoying. So. <laughs> obviously he's he's gone now and Sheila has to like run off Well, the front door opens and you see a man that he finally answers or door and he's like damn kids and it's like okay whatever you didn't help him." well now Courtney and Amy are trying to call the police and then they they get a hold of Officer Kruger who didn't believe them to begin with and doesn't believe them at all now and like basically hangs up so it's like I know what kind of police station that is, but um you're not doing your job and they suck. So Sheila makes her way back to the condo. She somehow limps her way back to the condo to find poor Sally dead, and she starts crawling up the stairs, and then here we go. You guys, I don't know, I might scream a little bit, but I don't want to scream, but I might. Ah! okay, I just did it a little bit. I can't scream really loud, but um Driller Killer makes his debut with a song. Let's buzz. Again, I'm screaming at this point. This whole dance scene that he does is ridiculous. Let's just look at it like this. Think of a psychotic John Travolta in Grease 1 carrying around a guitar with a drill bit in it. It's amazing. It's garbage, but it's so fucking ridiculous, Okay. You have to go look up this song, Let's Buzz. Listen to it, okay? Because he's doing this whole, like, number. And he's like, did this turn into a musical? I don't know. But, of course, he is just torturing Sheila, okay? He knows. He's, like, right behind her. And she's trying to go down the hall because I guess she was trying to find safety. And as he's coming down the hall, he's teasing her with his drill guitar and... Kill scene for Sheila, that pervert. She died. She got drilled it to death, and she gone. Well, Amy and Courtney are in the room, and they're hearing all this shit go off. You know, go on, and they're like, "What the fuck? We have to get out of this house." Like they're scared. Well, Drill comes through the door. Of course, it makes a bunch of little holes, and they decide to try to just go. I think they go out like a window. I guess so. They're on the roof. Not smart, but anyway. They're escaping. The whole time, there's like this goofy-ass song playing. Again, look it up. So, they finally are able to get down and they start running. And Amy, as all this is going on, okay? Because this whole sequence of them just running through these new construction condos, okay? Well, Amy ends up getting nicked a couple times by a driller killer. And then we go into our next song, okay? I just don't know if I can put into words... Do y'all understand the words that come out of my mouth? Because how ridiculous and awesome this is. Because it is bad. But it's kind of good. So now the girls are just sitting there and they're trying to hide from them. But Amy has been cut on her back. He like sliced her open. Well, she's dripping blood. And he knows where they're at because he's like right below them. It's like, uh, hello. Well, come... What ends up happening? Not come to find out because you are fixing to find out. Jesus Christ, this wine is like, I think I am having a diabetic coma. I don't know what's happening with all the sugar. And I think my pits are getting hot because it's like, I'm really hot right now. Like, what's happening? Anyway, um, you know, we get another kill scene because Amy, you know, they're trying to escape again because he does find them. She like trips over something. She's kind of hanging out of where a window would be. And he gets her. He like knocks her down. She splatters on the ground, and she d d dead. Sorry, but he's still after Courtney. Okay, he's still chasing her. She stops and she sees that he's right behind her. Well, she climbs to the top of this condo. I don't know why she keeps going to the fucking top, but she did. Okay, well, he's standing above her, basically like. I, like, I think he was just like, I want to have sex with you. Go all the way with me, girl. I don't know. Well, no, thank you. So, she has this, like, nozzle to the end of a tank. And she has a lighter. I think, I don't Does she, she smoke? I don't know. Well, anyway, she, <laughs> he basically is like, baby, light my fire. And she's like, okay. And so, he, she takes the lighter, catches him on fire. He falls off from the top, and you think that he's D.E.D. dead, okay? The cops are there. Um, I guess they kind of, you know, are like, we're going to help save you. But, y'all, this is where it's... <laughs> Jesus. It makes no fucking sense at this point. She's having these hallucinations again, okay? So you're like, wait a minute. Didn't she just kill him? Where is he? Is he dead? I don't know. But well, she's in bed with Driller Killer again. But it, she's actually not in the bed. She's actually in the insane asylum screaming like her sister once was. Okay. And a drill is coming up from the floor. S- fucking finished. That's the end of the movie. So, um, d- uh, So that's what happened. Like she went insane and now she's like where her sister was at. Anyway, child. Anyway, that's the end of that fucking movie. And uh, before we got we get into the what did we learn, Heather's going to drink some more wine. Y'all like the way I said that too. Wine. Strawberry wine. That's what I feel like. That's exactly what I feel like drinking this shit because it is kind of strawberry. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> I don't like it. Anyway what did we learn? I always try to make sure you guys learn some shit. It's not my problem if you don't. You didn't listen. Number one. Slumber parties are always dangerous. Okay they are. Number two. Pay attention to your hallucinations. They could just be true or they could come true. (sighs) Obviously did you not see this movie? Number three. Always double check that chicken in the fridge. Y'all don't know if it's a crazy wild chicken. Okay. Watch the movie. You'll see. Number four. We're going with four lessons this week. Not five. Number four is the, probably the most important. Don't go all the way. Don't do it. Drill killer will get your ass. Okay. I'm just saying. He'll get you. All right. So, you guys, now we're going to talk about the wine because I haven't bitched about it enough. So, I'm going to kind of give you my wine review. (laughs) I'm going to give this like one and a half Deanna Carter's out of five, you know, strawberry wine. I know y'all think I didn't listen to country music, but I've listened to some country music, but she's like 90s country, so that'll work. Anyway, it's too sweet. It's not my favorite. Um, I feel like it's just going to give me a sugar headache. I don't, it's not great. But again, you know, that's what I get for getting the $3 wine. Okay? My fault. I'm still going to drink it. (laughs) Duh. I don't waste shit. All right? And so now that takes us into our movie rating. And you might be surprised at my rating of this movie. Because I did talk a lot of shit about it, right? So you might think, oh, she really just like hated this movie. Well, I didn't like hate it. It's just fucking stupid. But it's like. Good stupid. So I'm giving this movie three rockin' riffs out of five. Again, go watch it. Give me a shout out. Like contact me. DM me something. Be like, I watched this movie. This I thought it was horrible. Or you loved it. Whatever. It's it's good trash or it's refined garbage, okay? Either way, watch it or don't. I actually don't really care. I'm gonna to keep drinking my wine. It's just it's really whatever. Mm. All right guys, but in all seriousness, I'm not going to let that get to my head, that wine get to my head. I really do hope that you guys enjoyed listening to me discuss this movie. Um again, it's bad, but so good in the be- in the best ways. And it's like I said, if you like good trash, give this a watch. And if you want to hear more of me and the words that come out of my mouth, you can head on over to Instagram and give me a follow under Wednesday Wine and Horror. That's all one word. Okay, don't break it up. You won't find me. Put it all, smash it together. Okay, I'm also on Facebook under Heather Sillman. Don't use Facebook a lot. I think I've told you guys this, but either way, it doesn't matter. Send me a friend request. All right, and you, of course, have tons of podcast platforms to listen to me on, so take your pick. All right, but until next time, stay boozy and always stay spooky.